Welcome to The Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Recently, I was talking to someone about Titus II, and she was telling me how the younger women are hungry for older women who will be Titus II women for them. So I thought we could spend a few minutes today and just look at the text itself in Titus II. Because just across the country, I've picked up on this as well, that there's sort of a outcry for more Titus II women from the young women. So let's go to look at the text. Here it is. Titus 2, verses 1 through 5. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. All right, in this section, Paul is laying out to Titus what he wants him to cover in speaking to the different age groups in his congregation. And he describes what the older men should be like. And then in verse 3, he tells them what to tell the older women. So here are the qualifications for the older women. They're to be reverent, and that means respectable and respectful, honorable, not slanderers. That means not spreading around gossip, talking too much, oversharing, careful with their tongues, not given to much wine. That means just being temperate, not over drinking, not being careless in that area. Teachers of good things. In other words, when they open their mouths, there are good things coming out. They're teaching good things. They're not teaching bad things. So in other words, all the women in the congregation, as far as the older women go, they should pass the test above. You know, this is for everyone. And if they do pass that test, if they are reverent, not slanders, they're not giving too much wine, and they're teaching good things, then they should be able to teach good things to the younger women. Sounds pretty straightforward. Now, notice, though, that these older women who are qualified are to be admonishing the young women. And admonishing is not a direct synonym of teaching. Admonishing is a stronger term. It means more of a urging them, warning them, speaking a little more strongly to them, reminding them. So admonishing is what you do sometimes with your children. Right? You it's a little stronger than just teaching them. So sometimes I wonder if the younger women really want to be admonished. But I think many of them actually do. I'm not I'm not trying to be critical here, but I think some of the women who are eager for this, I wonder if they truly do want to be admonished in these areas. And so what is the subject matter? What's the curriculum? These older women are to be admonishing. The younger women about well first to love their husbands second to love their kids third to be discreet four to be chaste five to be makers of their own home homemakers six to be good and seven to obey their husbands so younger women have always been hungry for teaching on homemaking 
Absolutely. It's such a good thing. And if the older Christian women are not actively coming alongside and helping, then it's true the younger women can feel left behind and sometimes even stranded. Today, in our world of YouTube videos and so forth, you can learn to do almost anything online. But there's nothing like someone coming alongside. And there's this relationship of friendship and accountability and being in the same community. That's ideal, but it's not always possible. And, but also in this passage, it's God giving the older women something to do when their own children don't, quote, need them anymore the same way. Of course, they always will need their mothers in a sense, just as um, because they're their mothers, but they don't need them the same way, certainly. It gives the older women something to do. Their own family's grown or is well on their way to growing up, and they have time to admonish the younger women, and they have the opportunity. And so what can we do about this? You know, how do we get this kind of relationship going. And like I said, I don't always sense that the younger women are looking for admonishment, but that's what it is that this text is talking about. So older women can come alongside or at least make themselves available for friendship, for encouragement, to teach about homemaking or cooking or cleaning. I've told you before, I'm pretty sure about some of the older women in our congregation who years ago came over, taught me how to can, how to make bread, just different skills like that. But I think, do the younger women want the older women telling them they need to be more discreet and chaste in how they're dressing? <laughs> oh! <laughs> do they really want them to talk to them about respecting and obeying their husbands? They should, absolutely. This is the content. This is the curriculum. So the younger women can, of course, in the, they can open the Bibles for themselves. They have the Lord. They have the Holy Spirit. They can ask God to be teaching them, even if there's no older woman in their life to do it. Say, Lord, help me to obey my husband. Help me to be chaste and modest in how I dress, discreet. Help me not to be swept up in the latest trend of whatever it is. Let's be very frank. Our culture is super me-centered. And so we have to be careful as older women and younger women to not be looking for someone to be a shoulder to cry on, someone to complain about, someone to complain about our husbands to. That's not what God is wanting here or calling us to. That's what women are clamoring for today in so many circles. They don't want to hear really about how to work hard and keep their house clean or more organized. They want somebody to just take them out to coffee and talk about all their troubles. And I just think we need to be very careful here. God has designed the church where we're all giving to one another and reaching out to one another and being a blessing, but we want it all to be God-glorifying and Christ-centered. And that's what I think this is about. And older women are to be ministering to the younger generation, whatever that looks like. I don't think there's an age limit or now that you reach a certain age, you're 32, you must now start ministering to the younger women. You know, it's going to vary. It's going to be different. Some women in their early 30s aren't married yet, or some are just getting started with their families. It's not a uh, hard and fast rule. But it certainly is a lovely picture and guidelines for us. So 
some of the older women I know are reluctant because they think this means they have to be able to lead a Bible study and they feel intimidated by that. But notice that isn't really what this passage says. It says, no, uh, you want to be able to admonish the young women about obedience. Hmm. And this takes courage on the part of the older women, right? To say, you need to obey your husband. Those pants you're wearing are just not modest. I mean, we just, we don't want to be busybodies. We don't want to be intrusive. We want to be very careful. And we don't want to go into something when we're not invited, right? So I think this whole thing is very delicate. At the same time, it's very wholesome. And so let's just all, as women, be first humble before the Lord about how we're doing. If we're qualified to be the Titus II older women or not, if we're drinking too much wine, if we are actually being too mouthy, um, if, if so, we're not qualified to be encouraging the young women. We're setting a bad example for them. So we want to be focused on our own spiritual life first, of course. And then just, I think, a good way to approach it is say, Lord, if there are any younger women that I can encourage, here I am, use me. Just put them in my path and help me to be a blessing. And so that's, I think that's what that is about. And for the younger women, if you are also striving to be godly, Christ-centered women, glorifying God in your families, but you would love to hear from the older women, well, do the same thing. Pray, Lord, is there an older woman that I should befriend, have to coffee, and I can ask her a question or just get to know her or hear her story? You know, it's all very healthy. I would also say, do all of this under the blessing of your own husbands, whether you're the younger women or the older women, and then go forward. And if you aren't sure about it, get his input, get his oversight. And all of this should just be a natural outworking. Now, I love that I get to speak into this little microphone in this little podcast, and I pray it is a blessing to those of you who are listening, whether you're older women or younger women. I know this is just a moment where I have this opportunity that might not always be here. So I want to make the most of it as well before the Lord and offer it unto him and pray that it is a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. And as you're preparing for Christmas, I hope that you're just having a blessed week in all the ways. Thanks for joining me. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.